You're listening to End of the Real. Oh my god! Ha ha ha. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's ho ho ho. Merry Christmas, that everyone. That was a real bad start, but I'm going to keep it. It's Jared and Ethan. Hi. And we're doing the podcast on Deck the Halls. This is a movie starring no other than Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. And we say Matthew Broderick is dead inside. Yeah, you, you can tell there's... He's just dead in the eyes. It's it's so strange. It's it's just a dead character. I don't even know where to go with him. This is a Christmas themed movie. We decided to do uh, Deck the Halls. Actually, pretty recent. Only came out in the last like ten years or so. Oh well, no, two thousand and six. Oh gosh, that feels like yesterday. Feels like the Christmas movies also have a weird thing of feeling like they haven't aged. Or, well, that's good. I, I think that's deliberate with this movie. It's sort of like it's set in a timeless, small towny America sort of thing. Until they all whip out their cell camera phones. phones at the end. They're oh, terrible. So bad. Flip phones. Because it, it really felt like it belonged in 1990s. Like if this was, I, I thought it was like Jingle All the Way set. I thought it was 1995. That's where I thought this movie was set, but I was wrong. It was 2006. Well, I, think, I think some of the reason for that is because uh, Steve, the Matthew Broderick character, is obsessed with a traditional, putting on a traditional Christmas to the point where I think he's forcing the entire town to suffer through this Christmas with him. Like, well, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes around town, like, destroying everything that doesn't make the town look like it's, you know, a 1950s Christmas era movie. Steve's a dick. Straight up, he is a fucking asshole. He's insane, obviously. Both he and Danny DeVito are insane. Danny DeVito, less so. Yeah, like his his personality flaws are like he's different. got like self destructing uh, destructing personality flaws. Yeah, while like Steve is Steve just an needs to control asshole. everyone around him. Yeah, including he, the other people in town. We start off, and he's just a he's an optometrist. And he is checking this old woman's eyesight and she's like, oh, I don't want to wear glasses. I'll look old. And then he puts glasses on and she's like, I'm sexy. And then it fades to black. So we can only assume Steve banged that old lady, right? He, he banged the old lady. Uh, he did it. Well, he beats her up later on. Well, he, he breaks her nose and stuff later on. Yeah, because he's trying to give her a concussion so that she doesn't tell everyone that he was banging but, her. But I think this is... The movie has a lot of problems, but here's one of the big ones. The main two characters, Steve and Buddy, uh, Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick, are strange, unlikable people. Wait, you just did that backwards. Uh, yeah, Matthew Broderick is Steve, the optometrist, yep. and uh, Danny DeVito plays Buddy, the new neighbour. Yes, yeah. And they're both these unlikable people. No, no, no. Buddy is likable. But Buddy's likable. Kind of. His, well, it's because it's... It, is that just because it's Danny DeVito, though? He's charming. Nobody was meant to be charming. Because this is where we were saying it. This is where I was saying it, right? Danny DeVito is great. Matthew is terrible. Matthew yeah. Broderick is just Maybe not Maybe it's good. his character, but he comes across as this awkward, passive-aggressive person. He's, he's so strange. He never raises his voice... But he goes he from does scream. he goes from like oh he does that weird teenagey <laughs> scream thing he does. It, his character goes from politely asking him to take the lights down to breaking into his house and smashing things in the blink of an eye. Yeah, there's, there's no in between with him. There's no build up. I feel he like that a, does suit his character as like some kind of psychotic guy who's like pr- pretends to be all friendly on the outside. He's a nice guy. He's like 
He He's like, oh, to be all friendly. I'm so friendly. I'm your friendly neighbor. But as and then they at night, the he has uh, like an arm, a military suit ready to go. With right. Like night he didn't buy that. Everything. He was ready. He was ready ahead of time. Yeah. Which means he's done this before. He doesn't put in a noise complaint with the police. He buys rockets to shoot at his neighbor's house in the hope of destroying it. I, I've been not waking to them a, up. He wants to burn the house down. I, yeah, that's that's a bit. I've been listening to a bit of true crime and everything recently. A lot of serial killers. I'm just saying it. Matthew Broderick is the serial killer. Oh my god! Actually, think about it. Right? He has a lot. He, he comes across. I would not be surprised if it turns out he's got bodies in the basement. Where? Okay. Okay. What do we know about him? What do we know about his childhood? He moved around a lot of army bases. Right, and he, he never had a good relationship a very with his un- dad. Well, he had that one Christmas that he remembers. And they nev- they, he always talks about his dad. Ne- he never once mentions his mum, right? So there we go, setting up. He's got a rough, he's got some kind See, of childhood. I thought childhood. it would be more of a, what's that movie by the guy who did Shaun of the Dead? You know, where they've got the perfect town. He's so obsessed with the perfect Christmas. You never uh, see anyone fuzz. around town. Who were like homeless or anything because he has killed them and he is hiding them. Yeah, no, because I think, they would get in the way of his perfect. Christmas. I think he thinks that like people like that are below him, so he kills them. It would make sense. I if think Matthew it. Broderick I think it's just killer. anyone who gets in the way of his perfect Christmas. That, that too, but yeah, but like anyone who doesn't fit in and stuff. But yeah, yeah. Because it, it makes sense. His childhood set up right, and then why does he have this tactical black SWAT gear and all this crap ready to go? Also, his family. He's like a non-entity to his family. His family hate him, they, and it's because they are just props in his Christmas uh, fantasy. We're set he, up, yeah. Even the town people call him Mr. Christmas. We're, that's that's his entire personality. So, that's he is so the sad. Christmas man. Because that's right. Um, later on, he's having a fight with Buddy, and he's saying, Buddy, you can do this or this. And Buddy's just like, no, I, I'm going to do the Christmas lights. And he's like, but I'm Mr. Christmas. And it's like his entire character is... Just being Christmas lights. Well, no, he doesn't like Christmas lights. He thinks they're tacky or too many are tacky. Yeah, well, that's the interesting thing. When you look the movie up on just Google, it comes up with a brief description and it's like, oh, two neighbors uh, compete to have the best decorated house, which isn't, it's not about that at all. Danny DeVito's character is putting on this huge Christmas show and he's trying to have his house seen from space for some reason, which is the stupidest thing. Yeah. They should have dropped that straight away. That's really dumb. And. Uh, Steve is doing this weird traditional thing where they get the perfect tree and everything is perfectly laid out and the family all have matching sweaters. Does he even have anything on his front house, on the front of the house to, like, show? I think they've got, like, a wreath. So that was about it. Literally, the synopsis for this movie is wrong. Well, that that was just what it came up with when you look it up. I know, but it it shows that, like, that would have made that would have made so much more sense. It's like, oh... Steve's the guy who always, you know, goes all out and puts up lights and stuff. Yeah. Now Buddy moves next door and he wants to make an even bigger show and they compete. Like, that's what I was expecting when I went into this yeah, film. Yeah, but they don't do it. That's not what it's about. They go way too deep. But that's Especially it. like, uh, you know, Steve's family. Uh, pretty early on, we're introduced with like some fairly clear story arcs that we're going to resolve. Uh, his daughter isn't very social or something like that. And his son, his son is... His son desperately wants his father to spend 
any time with He him. wants some gratification from his father. He wants to be noticed. He wants to know he's there. His father, he's begging his dad, can you take me shopping? We can we can grab a drink. This kid's like 10. Yeah, I felt bad for him. I felt so bad when his kid was like, we could go shopping. And he's like, no, I've ordered it. And it's like, that's he, not the He point. buys the clothes for his 15-year-old daughter. She can't date people yet. Yeah. She, she's basically locked in the house. Man, he is a fucking serial killer. The wife... I think just ignores him. Yeah. I, I I don't think oh, she pays okay. any attention the to him at all. Thing, so the the son, uh, it's it was kind of funny too when the son was saying like how he's done nothing in his life. He's like, especially when he got to Halo, he's like, I haven't even beaten Halo and Legendary, and we we're all like, you fucking loser. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, the, um, the kid, the families, I think were the 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 nicest part of the film. Yeah, that was but, actually funny too. But the the two main guys, it gets so dark with them. Well, the wife, she her thing is that she wants to make a cookbook. I think she edits cookbooks. She compiles other people's recipes into cookbooks. I thought she just edits them. She edits them and compiles them into cookbooks. Fair yeah. enough. But and so she starts going on about how she's thinking of making a cookbook. Yeah. And then Buddy's wife. But the, the, they, no, wait, 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 they have wait. the best relationship. The two wives... I think would have made a much better couple but than the rest of the family. It's really weird because Steve, I think that's the problem. Steve tells people what to do. That's that's the thing. Steve's character, he tells people how In they should do it. In this weird passive-aggressive yeah. way. Like, he's, he's so passive-aggressive, it's it's painful. But, that's but he why never, nothing, like, confronts people. Yeah, but that's really. why nothing happens to, like, helps his family because his wife will be like, oh, it'd be great to do this. And he tells her to do it, not helping her along the way. And that's when Buddy's family comes. Buddy's wife is actually awesome. Um, Christian, uh, Chris Chenoweth uh, from Pushing Daisies. Yeah, she's actually awesome. Yeah. And she, like, literally, she, that's the thing. She doesn't tell Buddy, uh, yeah, she doesn't tell Steve's wife to do it, but she helps Steve's wife. She's like, well, if you want to do it, let, like, yeah, the two we'll families, help you do it. Uh, the two families instantly bond. Buddy's got these two teenage daughters who are not the best actresses in the world, but no, they're fine. I don't fine. think they needed to be. They're, yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. the two twins who are really tall and Buddy's really short, so it's like... It, it hmm. felt like we should have seen a lot more of the families getting along. Like, the they obviously the funny do. Parts. Off screen, apparently, they have a wonderful relationship. It's just the two guys. Like, the two women we see drinking wine occasionally and laughing at the guys... They end up running off uh, with each other. Well, the families, all the family scenes kind of made sense and were kind of funny. That's the thing. Also, this movie actually has some laughs early on, about halfway through. It yeah, stops. you know, for the first two thirds of this film, I was kind of on board with it. It yeah. wasn't too bad. It wasn't until the last third where things get way too dark. Buddy loses his job, his pawning stuff, just to desperately grab at some sort of attention. His family leaves him. Steve goes crazy and burns his house down. His family flee in terror. And then oh, all of a sudden it swings our, to this incredibly cheesy sentimentality towards the end. Where the no, no, I didn't mind. I don't mind unearned. sentimentality. It's unearned. It is. It it, is. The, whole, the ending made no sense the way to me. He, the way they literally fix things is they, they, they just, Buddy says, oh, Steve, you called the town and the town just comes to help them for no fucking reason. Yeah. And that, that's somehow the... Oh, also, it's like... So this is weird, right? Buddy's whole thing is he wants to be noticed. He wants to be seen, right? Yeah, so, so, that's so what, we, the what we find with Buddy is that uh, basically he's gone from job to job. He's a fantastic salesman, like the best. Like at, right at the start, you see him. He sells a car 
to the guy who owns the car's place. That's funny. That Yeah, that's pretty good. But he, ah, he's always funny. quitting his jobs and moving to something different because he gets bored. Okay, but, but the thing is, though, with this... I, but he's massively in debt already. Going, oh, into, yeah, this, going de- into this film, what is going he's on got debt? a dangerous level of debt. They just kept mentioning debt, and I was just like, he's going to get whacked. Yeah. Because he, he mustn't have proper cards anymore. But, okay, we're going to... The thing, I just didn't understand why this movie fucked up so hard with giving, like, a nice meaning or moral in the end. Because it was so simple. It's like Buddy wants to be nosed from space, right, with the lights. So there was but multiple ways they But in the end, it turns out the town already liked him, then he fits in. Right? That should have been it. That should have been it. But instead, the town already liked them, they come together, and then the town put together somehow back, like, all the lights... And they and then they're seen from space and they're like, yeah, we did it. And it's like, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, so it was better when they just had the fucking flip phones open and we're going, yay! Like we're a town, we're happy. So we're so ha- we're a town together. This is what really matters. Yeah, about Christmas. Buddy, uh, when he moves in, his daughters show him the house on uh, like a satellite picture, like a Google Earth sort of thing, and you can't see the house because for some reason the the satellite's done at night. Uh, I don't know, and um, you can't see their house, so he's like, oh. Uh, I'm going to put on a huge Christmas show and get seen from space. And that's his whole... He is, like, obsessed with it throughout the whole movie. He's uh, buying all these lights. He's constantly getting it bigger you know and bigger. what he's doing? He's Although, contributing to global warming. That's what he's doing with those lights. So apparently the LED lights don't that they actually use for the movie don't take up that much power. What? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, but he used a lot of lights. Yeah, they were saying it's like uh, the equivalent of like three hair dryers. What, the, the all li- the lights he used? Oh, so so uh, he covers the house in lights because not only does he want to be seen from space, but every night he's putting on like this big show that, that the whole so town dumb. are coming. Is it? Well, that no, but, was so bad. But that's what it should have been about. It should have been about him being Mr. Christmas and putting on these big shows and Steve starts to compete with him. But he doesn't. Like that's what it should have been. But instead it's just them being psychotic towards each other. Uh, we do see yeah. Steve's dick though Well we don't see it but Well we get it mentioned a few times When they first meet they come across the street And then for some reason Buddy's stealing his paper That was a weird introduction Yeah but Buddy's got this whole audio visual setup going And all the lights on his house They're actually like showing movies and stuff Yeah And I'm so pretty sure get... the only way to do that was with like LEDs or something yeah, but uh, he's got this gigantic setup all over the house. He's even bought a generator or something. Oh, yeah, because when he, when Steve knocks it out. And, of course, he's this uh, in-debt guy. Where's he getting all this electricity from? Of course, he's siphoning it from his neighbor. Can I say, though, the animation scenes were shit? Oh, it's terrible. It's just like uh, like first-year animation. You know, they've got like a snowman bouncing up and down to little snippets of movie uh, music. I'm they guessing it's kept like changing the songs and then doing more animation. The only I thing I care. thought was it's like, can you show a little bit of the song without having to pay for it? Let's go back to the because that's what it sounded like. That when they got introduced introduced to each other, this was crazy. For some reason, they thought like the biggest thing is Matthew Broderick comes out and he's just flashing his dick at Buddy and his wife. Yeah, he's just flashing. Well, okay. Out there. So why is Buddy on his front porch? Buddy has come over to steal from him. Right? That's, That's a how... great way to introduce a character also, or a neighbor. Buddy is like a weird night owl. He does everything at like 3 a.m. That's because he's, he's manic. He is psycho. He, he gets these ideas and he do, he just, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning and he'll he'll be out there nailing all of a sudden, so nailing do you, lights Do you reckon they really did show Matthew Broderick's dick like he's a method actor? No. 
Okay. No, I, well, I think they put the woo. least amount of effort they could into this movie. And it, was, it was just like someone else's dick. He he was wearing like a prosthetic. That is stand-in dick. Yeah. But yeah, but Buddy comes over to steal Matthew Broderick's newspaper and he ends up stealing the newspaper and Matthew Broderick's coffee. They do do some funny things early on though. Like what about the, the when Danny for some weird This is the thing, this is when he starts trying to outdo him. He buys a reindeer sled that's pulled by horses. And then he brings it back to his house. But why? But how does that help with the light show? No, it's pretty cool. But how does it help with the light show? How does it help get his uh, house seen from space? Maybe he charges people. Right? It, he has a spending problem. No, but this is he, important. He saw... This is important. This has the bit where we've got the horses and he sticks antlers onto the horses he with duct tape. tape. These uh, horses, to, uh, antlers of the horses, which it looks like it's some sort of uh, animal it's animal, animal abuse. Abuse, yeah. I don't think you're meant to use duct tape on a horse like that. I mean, it, it didn't look good. No. Well, Matt Broderick gets on, gets pulled away. We get some shitty animation of him with green screen flying through everything, and he falls into the water, and we thought, fuck, he's dead. Oh, yeah. He's dead. That's what I mean where it's like th- this movie has like weird tone shifts. Like one minute it's funny, the next it's incredibly this funny. dark. No, fucking no, Because they, they do get him out, and oh. but he... But, okay, so it's funny, right? He, yeah. he falls in the water, he almost freezes and dies. But the scene afterwards is them going over about what happened in hospital and how, yeah, he almost died. Yeah, that's It was funny. terrible. That is funny. That bit was funny. Yeah. But then it, what's the tone shift? It, it's the way that, I don't know, they keep going on about it. It's so dark, the way they're talking about him dying and Most stuff. Most comedy's dark. But it doesn't match with the rest of what's going on. Totally does. Uh, there know. is no issue with that sort of comedy. Well, of oh, course, there, there are some funny bits. I, I laughed a few times during this film. Well, the not thing towards is, the end. that's a special scene we get between Danny and Matthew Broderick where they are both naked underneath a sleeping bag. Oh, yeah, because um, Danny DeVito has to warm oh, Matthew yeah. Broderick up. So, of course, they've got to get naked. they got to get real naked. And he's not just, like, naked next to him. He's, like, he's inside him. I don't know about that. I don't know. But he well, was, you can't see because of the sleeping bag, but it does leave it up to your imagination. He was, like, right up with it. He was right up. I and don't know. Ma- maybe he not mentions he's, right he's up done in this it, like, a few times. Yeah, which makes me wonder, what the fuck does Danny do? Like, how many times does he kill people? Whatever. Like, who, Buddy. Who, who does Buddy put in the snow this often? I don't know. I did like it's the crazy. story about Buddy, though. His wife was saying, like, how she met Buddy, and she was like, I'm a model. I used to be, like, she would do some modeling, and she also did, like, life drawing and everything. And yeah, and then like, you find this oh, out he's because... Oh, uh, he's a he's he, He's an artist. He's like, no, he, he was, was a, a, he was a pervert yeah. looking through the window. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I liked Buddy. Buddy. I liked their family. Can we just say straight off the no, bat? No, but Buddy was insane. Let's just Especially replace, towards the end. Come on. Let's just say this movie could have been good if you just straight up replace Matthew Broderick. Replace him with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's so you have a funny his film. acting is so stilted and wooden and he clearly doesn't want to be there. Apparently on set he was walking around saying that this was his lowest point and his hit rock bottom and stuff. If okay, if Arnold Schwarzenegger just did that exact same film, it would be entertaining. And they, if they got rid of the space plot and just made no. it about two guys competing over Christmas. No, it I would think, have been funny. No, no, straight up. I think if you just replace Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah, no, that would have been a step up. But, I mean, to make it a good movie, 
you lose the space thing because the space thing is just stupid. You just have them competing for lights. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's the, fine. competing for lights and the town's affection to be called Mister Christmas. Yeah, that that's totally fine. That would have been funny. Instead, what we get is well, you get the weird psychotic Matthew Broderick trying to like fulfill his childhood dreams by wrecking his own kids, like actual childhood, and then you get Buddy who's just spending all his money into debt and eventually spends a sell pawns off the family vase. Yeah. But what are the lessons we're meant to uh, uh, learn at the end? It, the lessons Steve's character learns, Matthew Broderick, is that he should be spending time with his kids and letting them live their own he lives. He doesn't learn that. But he doesn't learn that. It's Buddy's uh, twin daughters take his daughter out and basically open her up to the world. And oh, she do starts they? becoming, yeah, she starts becoming like a woman wow. or whatever. She starts... Stripping in front of the town. A strip dance in front of the town. That is which such a disgusting scene. Gets to scene. one of the sexiest scenes I've ever seen because it's those three stripping. And then you've got Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. They don't know at this point. And so they this start is, this screaming is he, like, this, like, who's your daddy? This is h- halfway through the movie. They're, they've been arguing. The wives have finally got them together and like, just stand here and stop being stupid. Yeah. Just for like two goddamn minutes. So they're both perving out on this uh, Christmas show of these three girls dancing around there were so many weird things about that first off everything else in town had been like it's like a family friendly uh, uh, affair like literally it's a family friendly affair no, with like even kids even the around. dance is still family friendly like it's a little risque it is but there's still families watching and going oh that's kind of funny okay it's just steve and uh steve and buddy are so weird they, they're, they're standing there to it. Sh- yeah Shouting like like it's a strip club or something. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? The people in the town seem disgusted by them. They are. Everyone's the, disgusted the people by in him. the crowd are like staring at them, going, "What is wrong with you?" And then they turn around and it's their own kids, and he's like, "I'm your daddy." Oh my god! And then he creams, and it's like, "Oh no, Matthew, no!" Because that's the only way he can find release. Can, can we talk about the town people for a second? So. We don't really have too much on them. They seem happy-go-lucky for the most part. Well, the only thing that we do get set up with it... Well, we get... Look, we have, like, Fred Amundsen or whatever. The German couple. He doesn't really do much. But the the one I want to talk about is one that seems like it's set up for a joke. And it really doesn't get paid off. It's so strange. Yeah. They set up this, like, right at the start. Someone... What was this thing, too? This this town's guy who's setting the stuff up asks... Matthew or us, Steve. I think he was the mayor. That guy was the mayor? I don't know. I couldn't tell how large this town was because at certain points it looked like it was just a main street, like a small, small town. And other times it it seems like it's a huge place with a mall and everything. Well, the thing I want to talk about, this is like, this is literally like two minutes I know what you're talking about, yeah. This guy goes to him and, but I want to talk about two things. He goes to him and goes, oh, Tell us what's your secret that you're setting up for this Christmas. Well, that's right? the thing. Like, what at the secret? Start, he never even at the brings start. One out. It seems like he's building up to a. It's his Mister Christmas. He's like turning the town into like this Christmas fairy town. Right? That should have been what it was. But I thought we would. And have then Buddy him, ruins it. I thought we would have like him bring out some sort of secret that he's doing this year for Christmas. Yeah, it never happens. No, it's asked. They literally ask, "What's your secret?" And he said, "I can't tell you yet." What the fuck was his plan? I don't know. I don't know what his plan was. But anyway, in that same scene then, mm. we all say, he's like, well, I'll tell you a secret. The sheriff is a cross-dresser and he wears women's panties and everything. Yeah. And he's just out of nowhere. Out he of just nowhere. mentioned this and is like, okay, 
Is that ever going to come back into the show? And it does. We get one of the, well, we actually get another scene too. Sorry, we get two more scenes. We have one with the sheriff, and the sheriff is wearing was clearly a bra. But it turns out it's it. just a uh, a strap because his his shoulder keeps popping out. But then he's got a thong on, which was that was just hilarious. And, and then later on, he makes some remark that. Steve's really getting it to be a knot in his panties. Again, hilarious. It was really weird. Such a weird side joke thing. Didn't mm. work at all. I can't remember why I even brought that. Yeah, it's just it just didn't it didn't flow right. At least these guys though, when they had like their little competition with each other, Steve and Buddy, it kind of worked. They they built up that they both were that speed was kind skaters. of lighthearted. Yeah, this, this seemed like almost like the pinnacle of like, oh, this is it. And now from there, they should start, like, their family should leave them. So they do a speed skating competition and they do all this crap. Yeah. Steve uh, is obviously, like, hyper-competitive and it turns out, oh, he was a pro speed skater in high school and he's got, like, the outfit and everything and Buddy's just in a sports jersey. Yeah. Like, it's obvious who's going to win. We have the finish of that and that's kind of like, okay, that's, that's, like, the family's had it now. So yeah, that, that's Buddy where... manages to win. I think it's meant to be a parody of that Australian ice skater who lost, uh, who won after everyone else fell down. But that's where the film really should have now. That that's where the family should have left them to teach them a lesson. Yeah, sort of thing. but that's also one of the dark parts because as Buddy's going off, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm keeping the lights up." Now the whole town loved the lights, by the way. Uh, Steve starts berating him, telling him he'll always be like a nobody, he'll always be a nothing man, just in public, just just shouting it at him. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. whole town hates Steve at this point. But that's it. They that, are hating on him. Right like, then. They're like, this, this guy is disgusting. Yeah. Right then is when the family should leave him, right? Mm. But instead, we get like another scene of the lights and then we get a scene of Steve trying to buy the fireworks and they then a scene have... of Steve fighting with the fireworks and then the family leave. We see too many light shows. Yeah, they must do. have thought it looked a lot better than it was. We, I, I feel like if we had just had them leave at that point, that's great because that's when they should have realized, and the family, the the town could have been like, you know, Steve, we don't mind you. I don't know why I'm doing Canadian there, sorry, but it's like, yeah, Steve, we don't actually hate you. Well, we do, but it's like, buddy, we we like him, but we also see flaws in him. Like that's when that's when the models should have come out, and then the the the, the, the town get but, together but, to bring them back. But to to pinpoint one of the the problems of the film with how strange and dark it gets, why were they having the race? What the race was good. Why were they having the race though? The town has a race. Yeah, no, no, no. Why were Buddy and Steve racing with each other? Oh, uh, because Steve. Okay, Steve's car got destroyed. Right, yeah, because of drunk people who go to see Christmas lights. Yeah, and afterwards, afterwards he uh, destroys the electrical box. Right, in uh, Buddy's house. Buddy finds that out. Buddy realizes because he's not a complete moron. Also, Steve just leaves his fucking kid up a pole. Steve is terrible to he, his children. He if if I, that I kid cannot, was drowning, he wouldn't even want to get himself wet to save that's, the kid. That's not my son. My son can swim. Yeah, you feel like he'd say that, but uh, so to get. Back at Steve, Buddy buys him a car, but he doesn't buy it for him. He just does all the paperwork. Like, he forges his signature and everything and then threatens to call the police on him if he doesn't pay for it. Yeah, he's a bit of an asshole at that point. And that's what was the other thing? He steals the town's tree that the town love and puts it in his his room as, like, a gift. Yeah, that made sense. But, uh, and so 
uh, Steve goes down to confront him just as uh, Buddy's getting fired, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll have the race. Whoever the if I win, uh, what is it? You take the lights down, and if you win, uh." I keep the car or something? He has to pay for the car. He has to pay for the car. Which, when you think about well, it, that's a terrible lose, lose. deal. I, I didn't get the Steve I didn't is going to lose Maybe so I heard much. it wrong or something, but yeah. So Steve loses that. But that is a good climax, though. See, that's what I mean, though. That's where built up. They've put way too much in. This is where the people, this is where his family are like, you did what? You lost your job. You did what? You fucking did this? And that's where they should leave them after that race because mm. everyone see, sees how stupid it is. But they don't. Yeah, you get, it just gets darker and darker. This is the thing. I couldn't enjoy it as a really? funny it's family not that thing. Dark. No, okay. When you find out when Buddy has lost his job and is explaining it to his wife and he can't afford the lights he wants, yeah. he ends up like pawning his wife's like family heirlooms and stuff. But it doesn't come across as funny because it's just depressing. After after the race is a lot of unneeded scenes. That's the problem. We've already We've already hit the lowest point. We don't need any more. We need the family to leave and now for the town to get together, bring them back. That's it. We hit the lowest point. We're done. Yeah. We don't go any lower. It just kind of just Instead, drags on. The families leave because they actually get along really well together. They've they've basically solved each other's problems. Oh yeah, all the off family, screen. All the, off screen. The problems that it's like the two guys should be learning to deal with this. This should be their big lesson at the end is that they should have been caring about their families more. But instead the families fix themselves together. And the two guys just get this unearned sort of ending, this massive unearned ending. Yeah, because they sort of get together, the two guys, and then one of them goes, I guess we did too much or something like that. And then somehow they... This is when it becomes like almost... Farcical. Uh, no, it's like almost unpalatably sentimental. It's yeah. like it's disgustingly and sweet. It's, but it's not, it's not even believable because somehow then these two guys in the space of like an hour... They dismantle all the lights yeah. and then make a giant trail, trail through the town to the motel that the family is sleeping at. Which, to make that possible, they, it couldn't have been more than a few hundred meters Apparently it was a couple of hours, yeah, and in the same time they've also made them dinner and they're like, oh, so the family come back, we're sorry, you know, apologizing to everybody, and then, then literally, the town turned up and because Buddy just MTV, goes, was it MTV? Oh, that was so because bad. news channels are turning up to see this guy try and get his stuff seen in space. It should have just been for the Christmas show, it but it's like, just no, ended, he's going to get seen in why space. Why didn't it just end like that? Even that's the thing. They had like three nice endings, like sentimental endings. But it just oh, keeps going. They get back their family. Why didn't they, they could have just gone back the family with, because that's the thing they talked to Matthew Broderick. They're like, they're like, Steve, what was like the, the one Christmas that you really liked? And he was like, it was the one where my dad was around and we just had food together and that's it. And it's like, that's it. So you think that's how it's going to end? Like, they'll just have food. Mm. But it's like, nah, they're going to build, like, they're going to make this giant dessert. But it should, even even from then on, you could have saved the film. It should have been, like, the townspeople turn up to see Buddy's Christmas show. See, it's not on. Out. And then Buddy and uh, Steve put on a Christmas show together. But instead, Steve apparently calls them up off screen and they just all turn up with lights and somehow put back together Buddy's house exactly as it was beforehand with the Christmas lights. Because they want to the put... point that the animation works. Yeah, they, they have to get it all back <laughs> up for MTV arrive. And then MTV arrive and it works. No, it doesn't oh, work. Oh, no, sorry. But like, this is a point where it's just dragging on. It really It, it really on. should have finished. Because something goes wrong and the lights go all out. 
And so Remember, people, almost there, painfully, three points now where we think it should have finished. Everyone takes out their phone and starts showing the lights up to uh, the sky. I thought they were going to do the candles. That was kind of nice. But they, but yeah, three points where this film could have finished up to this point. And it, it keeps cutting back to this um, British guy. He's from, from the Harold and Kumar, Kumar, the Indian guy. Yeah. Uh, and it keeps going back to him looking at it from the satellites like, no, sorry, guys, it's just not there. Right. Everyone looks real sad but also happy. And then eventually Steve's son sees that it's not plugged in properly and it plugs in and it works and they can see him and they're like, yay! And I'm like, wow, that's such a dumb ending because the ending doesn't really teach him anything because in the ending he gets what he set out to get. Yeah. You know, he gets the hollow victory of being seen from space. But he is massively in debt. Yeah, he 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 gets the... uh, yeah, his wife he gets the by. heirloom back, but he's like, oh, yeah, we can't use any of our credit cards and I'll try and get my job back. Like, why the fuck wouldn't... This is sad. I just felt sad for these at characters. at that ending point, before they were in from space, they could have the townspeople could have been like, does it matter if you're not seen from space? We're all here. Something. But Steve learns, like, does Steve uh, spend any time with his son after that? Is that his thing? Does he say, I'll spend more time with you? No. I don't remember that nope. happening. Steve continues being a dick. Steve, seriously, Steve continues being Steve. He's this still a passive aggressive psychotic. Yeah. That's, so that's. Because that's he does, movie. he doesn't even call up the townspeople he likes. He's called up his, um, because he's the op- optometrist, he calls up all of his patients. I think there's some sort of threat involved almost. Oh, that's right. He's oh, I forgot about the patient bit. I don't know. That's honestly, after the race, it's just a drag. Yeah. It's not a great movie. I can't believe I'm saying this, but jingles all the way. Even though that movie is made for selling a single toy, just because of Arnold Schwarzenegger and because there's a few more stupid, crazy bits, it's a lot more entertaining. This movie uh, is very uh, boring. You know, Okay, so here's my thing. This isn't, like, a good Christmas movie. It's a nothing and, movie. But but apart from, like, the last 15 minutes when it becomes, like, super way-over-the-top sentimental stupid Christmassy thing, it's, like, an interesting bit between these two psychotic characters ruining their families. Yeah. A- and I found that really entertaining. That was entertaining for, I think, half the film. Yeah, but then I, it does get a little long. Right after the race... They should have wrapped it up nicely. Yeah. But they don't. And that's when it drags on for a good quarter of the film. Yeah. And it's Well, we boring. haven't even talked about some of the it's like uh Talked about what? There's well, nothing. So so early on they're trying to be friends. Steve takes them to his Christmas lot. Like this is how obsessed with Christmas he is. He's got his own personal lot of Christmas trees mapped out for the next few decades yeah, almost. The thing, that's the thing with him. His Christmas isn't real. His Christmas is purely like this fictional. He gets he gets the thing. Christmas card. That's it. That's what he wants. He gets the same Christmas. That's why his Christmas is associated. That's what the movie's trying to show, but it doesn't. But, do but it driving anyway. up and getting there, the whole thing. His son's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna let me cut the Christmas down for the first a tree down for the first time." He's like, "Yeah, so I'm a, whatever. I guess he's just so dismissive of his, yeah. of his son. His son. It, it's obvious, like a bonding moment for him, but." Uh, Buddy mentions, oh, I bet we'll find a tree and cut it down first. So, of course, he pushes his son basically out of the way and starts hacking the tree himself so he can win. It just Which, further cements One of the funny Steve's parts character. did set all the trees on fire because funny. Buddy accidentally it, drops a petrol cements, can. It cements Steve's character that Steve is, he, he 
think he says he wants a perfect Christmas, but because it's so fake, why is he competing with Buddy? Because he has. Because everyone remember the town people start asking Buddy for advice about Christmas. Yes, that so was then weird. Right? Then he gets offended by it and is like, "Oh no!" The Christmas guy is a celebrity in this town. Like the, people come up and like, "Oh, what's your opinion of Holly?" We're, we're just on the. Uh, it, should it be every room or should it be sparse? And he's like, uh, "Just use it on the outsides." You know? Yeah, it was just. Yeah. That's that's the movie. I, it just annoyed me because we never saw Steve actually do anything Christmassy. Steve was terrible the whole way through. Replace and like I said, it, with even, Schwarzenegger. even uh, Matthew Broderick was apparently like walking around going, this is my lowest point. And you can tell he is not caring at all. Danny DeVito apparently only flew in for his parts and then left. You know what, though? He's still pretty good. Yeah, he's charming. If it was Out of the two of them, I'd rather have Danny DeVito as my neighbor, so even we, if he we is know Schwarzenegger my and DeVito work really well together. And the other thing is, too, because of their height difference, because of the way they look, just naturally, it's a good... You just wanted another Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Yeah, I do. It would just naturally, it's a good, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Danny DeVito. It's a good setup just off the straight off because the bat. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger is charming. He would have been so right? much more interesting Matthew as Matthew Broderick Steve. in this movie is not charming. He is scary. He is very scary. Well, that's a film. That is... Yeah. I wouldn't suggest watching it. Uh, you know, I found it entertainingly bad. Except for, like, the last ten minutes, it was entertainingly bad. Fair enough. Thanks for listening to The End of the Reel. If you know anyone else who is a fan of good, bad movies, share this podcast around to them. Sharing is the best way to help promote our podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.